Welcome. I'm Jubilee. And I'm CJ. And together, we share our love affair with the stars. The intention behind this podcast is to explore the threads of meaning and wonder woven into astrology. To expand our relationship to the stars and invite you to participate in the legacy of storytelling and to connect you back to your authorship of self and co-authorship of the collective story humanity is writing with the stars. Our wish is to spark curiosity, invite creativity, hold complexity, and to move with care. To reclaim the agency, to shift the narrative from doomsday predictive astrology to one of wonder, play, and embodiment. This is the Mini Myth Astrology Podcast. Welcome to the Mini Myth Astrology Podcast. Jubilee and I are hopping in, and I is CJ because I realize I realize that a lot of you, like all of you, are new to us because this is our third ep- or not our third episode. This is our third recording. Or no, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say right now? What I'm trying to say is, let me backtrack. And it's so funny. I just want to start. I'm going to restart everything. And Jim, you can leave this in. Jim is our sound engineer and he's amazing. But I feel like my jumbled energy right now is so in alignment with this episode because we're talking about reflections today from the season. And it is also at the time of the recording of this episode, Mercury retrograde. It's the beginning and my whole day has been retrograding so hard <laughs> in so many ways and in a beautiful way of telling me to like let go of the reins a little bit, you little Sagittarius heart. Your legs are running faster than your mind right now. And just because life is asking you to speed up doesn't mean that you can't slow down and still be on time. So... I'm CJ (laughs) and I'm here with the lovely Jubilee Hi. and today we are doing a reflection of Sagittarius season and looking at how it weaves into Capricorn season and sharing our look at the lessons that we've learned within this season, which I think there's going to be just so many beautiful, beautiful threads. And also looking at how those threads weave into the next season, because a lot of times when we talk about astrology and we talk about the different zodiac signs, they're literally in a box. Like if you look at a chart, it's literally in a box. And there are these lines that confine each sign to its own house. (laughs) But that's not actually how the stars work. That we're just like the seasons, the signs weave into one another. I think about fall moving into winter and how the wind blows the leaves off of the trees. And then those leaves go onto the ground and they compost. It's not like they just disappear. They're there for a while and they're like decomposing beneath the snow that comes in winter. And it's all going back into each other to be grown out of each other. And that is like this constant cycle that we are in. And it's so beautiful 
And to deny it just because we see astrology visually in a box, that just feels like blasphemy. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Getting into beliefs right off the bat here. What <laughs> oh, a beautiful dissolving of those boundaries and also this conversation about integration. I think we really wanted to do this particular segment in the way that we're going to do it because as I observe modern astrology, I can see this possibility that you could forever be looking forward to the next transit and trying to prepare and predict and pre-guess what meaning that will have for you or impact it will have on your life. And I think that's really fun and that it has this cause, at least in my body, of forever feeling on edge and like there's something I need to grasp or something I need to do or something I need to prepare. And it doesn't give me the time to truly rest and digest the sheer cosmic quantity of growth and change that actually happens over the course of a season in my life. So I love what you're speaking to of not compartmentalizing the signs and these bridging between, I think we've used the metaphor before, of the signs passing the energetic ball one to the other and adding their layer of elaboration or their threads of meaning and by the time we've made it through a whole rotation, we have a totally different energetic ball that is still woven of layers and layers like tree rings in the story of our life, in the story of our becoming, in the story of our world. So I love you naming the jumbliness of that too, and that we're taking this time to maybe notice and what you might not know is that not only is CJ a crocheter, she is currently crocheting, but one of my favorite things that I know about the way that she works as a crocheter is she takes the time to wind all of her yarn into balls so that the next stage of crocheting is made that much easier. But it's a pretty time and labor intensive decision that later on eases the process and makes it faster and more enjoyable. But there really is that moment of winding winding the threads, gathering those threads, picking the colors, and then getting to the work of crocheting them into chains of suspended space and matter. And I think you're crocheting such a beautiful metaphor for what we're hoping to do and maybe invite everybody listening to do and this pause and reflecting even as we maybe impishly curiously guess at what the next season holds just based off of what part of our charts the sun is going to be transiting in the next season so which i would love 
um, as we're talking, if you could pull that up, I imagine you probably already have it pulled up um, because you're just amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that would be a really fun thing to look at, which I'm open to. You know, I think that I've noticed just kind of like a tiny, tiny tangent when it comes to astrology, some people in some podcasts that I listen to, they can feel really like closed off around it. It's like, I know my astrology, but I don't really want to share it. And that's not a judgment. It's just an observation. But for me, I would love to share it. You know, I, I feel like an open book with it because it once again, like I just feel like with our the whole premise of this podcast is to look at astrology from an experiential lens. And so I'm just so excited to go into what I've been experiencing and see what's been happening. And I feel like this, this is before podcast land even existed for Jubilee and I in just friendship land <laughs> and beautiful conversations that I always wanted to keep somewhere so that I could go back to them we would have so many phone calls where we would just be like, Hey, so how you doing? And also, did you know that this is where this planet is in your house? And so that's probably why you've been feeling that way. Did you know? Usually that's Jubilee. <laughs> Usually she's the one that's like, did you know? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, but I do now. And it totally makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm excited to do this. This is the first time that we'll really be recording that kind of conversation between us. And it just makes my heart happy. It really does. So I wanted to, I want to actually like, I want to start off with you, Jubilee, because I would love to hear how Sagittarius season went for you. Oh, I just want to say I'm also really excited to have this record of our conversations because there's always so many threads that I wish that my mind could hold on to and necessarily with the movement between seasons and the complexity of life, we often rediscover the same threads over and over again. So it'll be really cool to look back over time and be like, oh, yep, we had that thread back in that moment and here it is again and get to see the elaborations and cycles of things. So I really treasure this time capsule that we're creating in real time. So. Yes, a time capsule. <laughs> Capricorn. <laughs> you just spoke to like the Capricorn energy oh, in my body with that oh. one. Thank you, Capricorn. <laughs> I haven't realized how much a time capsule is such a Capricorn. You just blew my mind. Like I hadn't made the connection. Oh, tell us. So Capricorn <laughs> is is associated with time, right? But it's also about the preservation for the future, the building something for the future, the legacy we're leaving behind. So the fact, like time capsules, that even small children are looking ahead to their future self and sending them messages or preserving something to be found in the future. That's just, that's very cool. I like it a lot. Oh, that's wild because as you say that, and especially as we are in this season that we're in, where 
holidays and these moments and in our recent episode that was released at the time that we're recording this, it was our second episode where we talked about the different threads of Sagittarius and just the energy of, of Sagittarius being this season, like during this season where we celebrate all these holidays, I feel like there's been a piece of my heart that's been holding on to the fact that these holidays are time capsules. And it's not really about the holiday. It's not really about buying gifts for people. It's about one, going back in time, at least for me, going back in time, reflecting on the year and saying, oh, wow, this is what I've gathered. And then creating a memory, imprinting some sort of memory, some sort of special moment before we just go off and keep gathering. And we're preserving that. And like you said, like we are using that to kind of create our future, to keep going, to keep building, to do all of the things in the journey around the sun that we're about to take next. But we need this moment. We need you Capricorn season where we have to get quiet, where we get to, you know, hopefully if we're in a place of privilege enough, if we're in a place of not even privilege enough, just if we're in a chapter in our lives and at a place in our lives where we can meet with family and connect with people and we can honor that building traditions, we get to kind of add to our own personal time capsules and the time capsules of the people in our community. So thank you for sharing just that spark that was lit up for you. Because like, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that people get to hear that. And I hope that that just kind of helps bring like a little bit of lighter energy because there's a huge dichotomy during this time of year between those sparks, those sparkly moments and the parts that are hard and sad and privilege and not having privilege and the circumstances that are currently present in your society or your surroundings and sometimes having the ability to actually be able to look away from the circumstances versus just having no other choice than to be deeply in them. And I almost feel like even with that, even with that, is there a way that we can document that we can keep track and like put a piece of that in our time capsule? Like you said, to maybe make sure that it doesn't happen again or to like know when that traumatic feeling is coming up in you and like understand that it's trauma it's not immediate danger so you get to hold it a little bit differently this time and you might have more choices this time too so yeah gosh I feel really tangential today like I just I'm really going into them feeling a lot but yeah that's just Thank you for sparking that. Mm. Gosh, it does it does not feel tangential in my body to bring it maybe back to Sagittarius and the lessons and gifts of this season for me has been holding the joy and terror of new possibility in one hand and the grief and ending in the other hand and 
I know we didn't talk about this as much in like our group or our beginning stitching starlight. We talked a lot about the fire and enthusiasm to go out and the optimism to move towards the unknown and a piece of that dynamic that I don't hear talked about quite as much when talking about Sagittarius and we hadn't really touched on is that in going out, you are leaving. By virtue of seeking new horizons, you are leaving familiar terrain. By virtue of shooting that arrow, there is a choice to release. And I'm in one of probably my largest choices to leave, to cross over that horizon line, not knowing the ultimate destination, but knowing that the stars call me and that I want to weave a life of stars and star song and that it's worth the risk, but it does mean leaving. And so I began my journey being a mental health counselor in 2012 when I started grad school, which means that I've gone an entire 12-year Jupiter cycle in this role, and I have now outgrown that space. There are parts of me and pieces that I want to weave into my life and want to lead with in life, not just have as like background characters in this story of my life, but to be the main character in my story of life. And that's my astrologer, right? It's my wonder-seeking, star-gazing, courageous astrologer self that doesn't easily fit into the container that is counseling. And so it brought me to the choice of should I stay or should I go? And going started to not feel like an option anymore. I have this sense in my body often when I feel like I, as a plant, have become root bound and that this container, like, yes, I could continue to grow here, but I won't actually grow into my potential or flourish. My roots are weaving into each other and it's getting more and more cramped over time. And you know, it's always terrifying to discover that I have outgrown another container and I need to go, go seek, seek new spaciousness, especially because this one involves saying goodbye to people that have mattered immensely and I have worked with for years and they are stories that up to this moment I have gotten to read every page of in like this deep, beautiful analysis way. They are stories that I'm often the hearth that they return to to relay their stories. And so there's some adventures, I think, that Sagittarius gets to leave home in order to return that prototypical hero's journey that Joseph Campbell talks about where 
the hero answers the call and leaves, but to return back to the community with the tools and knowledge and to enrich the community in their return. I don't get to return to this community. I am leaving this shelter and home and it's not a place I can return because I'm dissolving <laughs> the space. <laughs> like, so it is, it is such a, such a beautiful big grief because it has mattered so much. And I know I can't stay and hold that space without it being a sacrificial goat moment, which I work very hard as a five planet Capricorn to not be a sacrificial goat in my own life. Like I could sacrifice my own becoming to stay there and be this steady place and holder of space for others. And I think at the end of all of it, I would have missed out on finding the wholest, most elaborate version of myself. So that's a really, really hard, hard decision to make. And also a very, very easy one at the same time. And my goodness, has it been a month <laughs> of goodbyes and and new things. This podcast is totally formed in this month. And that's new and terrifying to be like not familiar with something and to be visible in a way that you actually couldn't be for 12 years and okay I'm passing the ball because I think I could talk about the depths of the complexity of holding those dualities maybe endlessly but I'd love if you could see CJ's face she's just Looking at me so I'm sweetly, like holding yeah. you. I feel like if my eyes had arms and could reach out and just wrap them around you, it's literally what I'm doing right now. I can feel it. Yeah, and also I'm holding. I'm also holding this excitement for you too. Of like, girl, you're doing it. I'm so excited for you. I'm so because I'm your pusher. Like, <laughs> I don't know everyone in Jubilee's life, but I know our relationship. And <laughs> I know that I am always there to be like, do it, girl, do it. Yes, do it. Like, I, I see this for you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm always there to support her transitions in such a big way, because I just, I believe in you. And so I feel like I'm in this place where I'm hovering above, I'm looking down as you lay out your story on the table and I can see your past and where you've come from. And I can see just all of the hard work you do because like Capricorns work harder than anyone I know. <laughs> and I know that that is a generalization <laughs> when it comes to astrology, but I'm going off of all the Capricorns I know, and they are the hardest workers and they are the most committed and they are the most, they show up more than anyone else. And so I know what it took to get to where you were. And I know how hard it is to like 
let go of something that you worked so hard to build. It makes me think of like if one person built Rome and then watched it fall, <laughs> you know, and they were like, what? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's the energy I think of with Capricorn and the things that they set out to do. There's so much passion in it. And so I just, I can feel you and I can feel what you're releasing and letting go. And I felt so much resonance too with, we don't always get to return home. Like that actually like hit me in my chest, you know? And it made me think about my Sagittarius rising because in our in our Constellation Conversations episode, which at this point will have aired by the time you're listening to this episode, it's the one before, we had specifically highlighted people with Sagittarius placements and I have a Sagittarius rising. And so as I'm listening to your share and thinking about that Sagittarian energy and not being able to go back home, something that came up for me was like, oh, I actually forget that sometimes. And I get so excited about the journey ahead. I'm so revved up that I'm like, oh, right. This might not be here when I come back. So I really heard that. <laughs> I really heard that a lot. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing all of it. All of it. So if I were to ask you, what were some of the, I guess, like, can you pinpoint a lesson or not, you know, before lessons, before lessons, can you kind of come up with some ideas about how this is weaving into Capricorn season for you? Mm. Well, thank you for catching all of that so beautifully already. The beautiful question. Oh, well, as you were talking about being hardworking and building something, I think what I know about my chart is that all of that Capricorn is in the third house. And the third house is the house of communication mm -hmm. and all of the ways that we communicate our ideas and thoughts and what we sense out into the world and the way we build a bridge from our internal world to the external world. So that is writing, it is speaking, it is dancing, it is all forms of expression. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that I value most in this world, and Sagittarius is in my second house of values, and so that transiting through has really been illuminating all of these things that I value and cherish and also all of the ways that if I'm truly living aligned with my value, so my highest value is wholeness. And having to choose between these connections, like third house connections, these one-on-one -on -one connections that I have fostered over years, this trust and the back catalog of people's stories and all of their threads that I have had the honor to gather and witness and walk alongside. And one of my favorite things as a therapist has always been to be like, I know that right now this feels totally new 
and I have seen you do this before. I actually know for a fact, because I've gotten to witness that you have the capacity to do this. And we just haven't really looked at it through that lens yet. And having all that back catalog to be like, actually, I have evidence. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so Sagittarius moving through the second house, being like, what do you value? Okay, wholeness. And is the current space you are in truly the place that you have the greatest capacity to express that? And the answer is no, because that role, that role literally means you are a secret keeper. It means that I can never tell you anything about any of these people and connections and how much they've mattered. So as I'm grieving them, I can't totally tell you why. And, and the immensity of it and the context of it, I'm holding on to so many secret triumphs and struggles. And so I really am at a point in my life where I recognize that having all of that third house means I both need and long to use my voice to share words. If I don't, I'm stagnating probably the greatest gift in my chart and the most magic that I have been handed is when I use my words, when I use my voice. That's why this podcast is such a big, vulnerable, wild deal. And so... So holding both I treasure and value all that I have built and it is so aligned with so many of my values and it doesn't truly make space for the greatest expression of wholeness and I need to seek the horizon that makes space for that so that I can enter into that third house and truly unlock my voice box and truly get to build those bridges and get to build connection that I don't need to compartmentalize. Like I, <laughs> I don't know that I, I could keep going having such large, important, meaningful parts of my life be things that I couldn't share, that I have to isolate in and around and because connection right because wholeness mm -hmm. i need to be able to speak about my experience and share and be my whole self and so sagittarius has definitely been a a gift and a lesson in that way yeah yeah oh my goodness you know you just spoke to something too, that I think we don't give enough credit in our society, which is the freedom you're seeking so that you can share it so that you can say, look at what's happening. Like, here's some of my joy. And I really want to share it with you because I get to be excited about it. I want to be able to be excited about it. Or even there's this really heavy thing and I need someone to witness that because I don't exist if I'm not being witnessed. Mm 
I think that we look down upon that as a society sometimes. We tell people to be humble and be small and make space for other people. We get triggered when people show their happiness and joy or take up too much space and are the ones that are showing all of their emotion. And it's like, how dare you be sad in public? I'm not allowed to be sad in public, you know? And so I just, I, I think of that because you're, what you're saying, what you're describing, it's like, of course, that's something that you would crave, you know? And it's so valid. It's so valid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also makes me think about as you're stepping into this new career, this new path, this new like chapter of your life, there's so many different elements that weren't there before. Like now you have to put yourself on display in order to like bring the people to you. And, and you still, you still get to honor the secret keeper in you because I do want to like hold space for the fact that like maybe at some point, and I don't know if this is rings true for you or not, but I wonder if there was a piece of you that was like, I get to hold this person's secrets and I get to be that place where they can trust that they won't leak out. And because you're doing like different astrology readings and things for people, you're still going to be hearing a lot of their deep secret tender pieces and still being a secret keeper to an extent. But then there's so much that you also get to be so much louder about as well. And like it just kind of circling back to like holding both sides, holding both pieces. It's like, oh, now you get to play with both pieces too. And like, it's just going to feel so much more, so much more fulfilling. I think if I can pull back an idea that came up in this episode was I do think it is such, such a profound and lovely thing that other humans in the world trust you to be their time capsule. Mm-hmm. Each session kind of feels like an adding to that time capsule of, oh, and, and this piece and this piece and this drawing from present and past and future hopes and what you put into the space with other people, especially in a role like a like a counselor or and you're right an astrologer i'm not going to lose the opportunity to get to have deep connection or have that role in people's lives i'm really hoping that i am sought for wonder and play and people's sense of awe in the world more than i am sought from a place of a sense of needing like acute care or crisis. I don't think that after 12 years, that is a space and role that I can hold for my own body and being sake for much longer. I think I'm leaving before I have a collapse around that. But I think there's an uh, acuity of need and crisis that 
very specifically people seek therapy for Mm -hmm. when there's a sense that something's wrong or broken or not working. And I don't find that as much with astrology. I think I get to experience people in a state of curiosity and I really want to get to meet people with the parts of me that are also curious and playful Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely a different tonality and expectation and conversation even as much as you can touch on still very deep things and and parts of people's lives that maybe they don't talk about in other spaces. So, yeah, there's some interesting overlap and the energetics of it are so different. Like when people sit across from me with their friends in tow, that's one of my favorite new things is that when a friend group gets readings at the same time and you get to have people's people in the room with them getting to like mirror and delight and sass and I didn't expect that part that it wasn't just going to be play between me and one other person in the stars but that it could be a collective experience of play and storytelling and meaning making which doesn't really work in counseling because that's most of the time a one-on-one thing or if you do bring in somebody else it's because there's some communication challenge there or some need for additional support it's not quite the same as having your best friend sitting there sassing you about (laughs) your venus (laughs) it's true it's been really fun that way it's true and that's actually something i was gonna say too is that like going back to your words being your magic in the sense that you get to have freedom on that larger scale of like being able to be free of so many secrets and so much of that energy of like having to respond to the current crisis. You also get freedom with your words. And I've noticed that from just being in therapy myself where, and actually having an experience of being like in therapy with a therapist versus being in coaching sessions with coaches where my coaches have a lot more freedom around what they can say to me. (laughs) They have a lot more freedom around how they can keep it real with me. And I love that because I'm like, I need you to. So like you saying like, oh, well, honey, this is because your Venus is here. Like, you know, I mean, I just wonder like (laughs) those moments where you get to actually be like, this is really what I want to say. And I don't have to be careful. I can be careful. I can take care of you, but I don't have to be careful in the sense of, you know, because the powers that be, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) to say a lot without saying everything. Um, I think that's going to be really fun. I think that's going to be really fun for you. So like, I'm, I'm just excited for you. And you do have some, you are such a magical speaker, like that throat chakra energy, all of the blue that I always see around you, like it makes so much sense, you know, like it's just, 
I'm so excited to see you make magic with your words. Oh, I'm so excited to have you along for the ride. I am. And I am so grateful that we've held my experience and transition of Sagittarius. And I also would love to invite, because I know you have been up to so many creative and expansive endeavors. Yeah. Oh. What's Sagittarius been like for you? <laughs> I feel like I've been in a rodeo. <laughs> Just riding this horse, honey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a plethora of emotions. It's been mostly a lot of excitement, which is a really interesting energy to hold. Being a millennial in a world that has so much going on and living in a world where when justice is not taking place, when things are not right, when people need to speak up, we all have a soapbox. We all have a platform, which I do think is a very beautiful, necessary, important thing when it comes to shining light on things we need to be paying attention to and looking at so that it doesn't just keep happening underneath our noses. And also holding that piece of like, because I live in that world, I'm expected to do the same. I'm expected to be loud, being a business owner, being someone who has a little bit of a platform. You know, my platform's not huge right now, but I mean... I'm talking to people and people are listening, right? And I I am leading in a sense. And so I am expected to take a side. And even when we're not leading, we're still expected to take a side. So it's been really interesting because I have had a lot of really beautiful things come up. I've had a lot of joy. I've been able to work through some kinks that I have had in my cord for years. And especially when it comes to my business, being able to step back into this lively energy and really, really step into it and just like go so hard. It's like, oh, the gate has finally been opened after a year of like deep grief from like personal things that have happened in my life that I had to hold and I had to learn how to work through. Like I didn't have the tools when I started on that journey. And so now I'm at a place where I've diligently seeked the tools. I diligently was like, okay, what do I need to do to get better? Basically, you know, that beginning of the hero's journey of like, what do I need to do to get to the other side? So no, I hope I don't go back. But there's a fear that as things get better, will I go back? So I've noticed throughout this season that Sagittarius journey seeker in me, she starts running and she's like, okay, I've got this. I've got the pace. I can use all the tools that I have. And when I trip, I can pick myself back up. 
I know how to schedule things. I know how to, I can take all of the things that I have been collecting, all of the sparks that I've been collecting, and I'm going to build a fire and it's going to be great. But uh uh-oh, wait, I haven't been running this fast for a really long time. And once again, while maybe it's not currently danger that's coming up for me, the trauma is there. So I'm remembering, just speaking of time capsules, because I do feel like that is just going to be like the theme of this episode. When you go back to a time capsule, you're reminded of right where you were six years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago. And those things don't really just completely disappear. You just don't see them. So when you do pull them out and when you do see them, you're going to have a certain reaction. You're going to be taken right back to that time. And so I've noticed that for myself is like, I'm having things come up that maybe 10 years ago, I would have not had the tools. I wouldn't have known. At that time, I was in crisis mode. I was like, oh, okay, I need my first responders. I need my therapist. I need my, you know, change of state. I need I need to break up with this person. I need to do all these things. I need to figure out like, where is my lifeline? But now I actually get to bask in the wonder of like, ooh, I have ideas and I have the tools to make those ideas a reality. And I have the energy again I'm fortified again. I'm stronger now than I was back then. I have actually been showing up and doing my reps and like, you know, going to the therapy every single week and going to work out and all those things that were once a vision when I was starting the journey. And I was like, I need to get here. I'm actually on the journey now. And I've learned so much. And so it's like, oh, I might actually even be here with some of these things. I want to celebrate it. And I'm not at the finish line. So I have to be careful because at any moment I could fumble and then the plates could fall. And Jubilee, (laughs) I think that uh, she may be thinking the same thing I'm thinking just from looking at her face. (laughs) You can't see it, but I can. But like, she knows that I am a consistent plate spinner. I feel like that is my, I I moonlight as a plate spinner. (laughs) It's, it should be my circus act, even though it's not. (laughs) So, I mean, this is, this is constantly what it is. And there are some times when it's like, I finally take the plates down and I take, you know, I take my time. And sometimes I'm like, okay, how many more plates can I spin at one time? Let's find out, you know? So it's interesting. I feel like I'm kind of in that place right now and I'm calling in some more plates and I had to stop and kind of check myself and be like, wait. And and it was actually like near the end of Sagittarius season where I was like, oh, okay. So you said yes to a lot of stuff. How are you feeling? (laughs) How's it going? And the old me before I had the tools would have probably turned around and ran the other way from a lot of things. But the more fortified version of myself knows that she's got this and also knows that while I, at one point in my life, I did need ease because I was a child. 
because I wasn't equipped with what I needed to deal with these really big adult things. Like right now I'm an adult. I'm mom now, you know, I am mom now. And so literally I am mom now because my mom has passed away. And so when she passed away, I was so young and I really scrambled to try to figure out how I was going to make it in the world. Where was I going to work? What was going to be my career? I wasn't really ready for that. I wasn't, I remember a time where I was like, all I need in life is my boyfriend and my mom and my two best friends. And I'm never going to have life change and everything is perfect. The end. (laughs) And literally right after that, everything changed. Everything fell apart. And I went on this huge journey of like, okay, I have to make it better. I have to make it better. I have to find the love. I have to find my timekeeper now because my main timekeeper just left the planet. So how am I, who am I going to go to, to build my future? Who's going to remember me when? Who do I call in the moments where my ghosts are coming up and it's 3 a.m., you know, like it's deep. And so now after having to take the hero's journey, I am mom now. And what that means is that I have all the tools that mom had. So when the trauma comes up, I can take care of myself through it. And this season, I've just been gathering the sparks and learning how to tend to the fire and learning how to keep my hearth heated so that as Capricorn season comes through, I'm warm, I'm fed, I'm housed, I'm clothed, I'm okay. And so I've had some moments come up throughout this season where, oh, I was just like, wow, I am I always going to have to run? Is it safe to just maybe like hang out and know that I've put in a lot of work and that the fruits of my labor are going to come and like know that I've learned a lot of the lessons. And so at a time where I maybe would have over-efforted in a situation, can I trust that that time where I decided and I learned that, oh, it's not the effort that's going to get me there. It's actually the patience. It's actually the trust. It's actually having faith, believing in the capacity that I have built to be able to show up for myself when trauma comes up again, when the time capsule is reopened, when that thing that I didn't think was ever going to hurt me again comes up and freaks me out, when the shame comes up and I'm so afraid to confront the situation because of what happened before, even though it's a completely different person, I'm a completely different person. It's really been interesting. And what's been beautiful is that as those things have come up, and this is kind of another like thread that weaves into Capricorn energy. And this is kind of my like what I see in my future coming in this next season of Capricorn is that so people don't actually 
always acknowledge that Capricorn has a kind of like feminine energy to it. We always acknowledge the more daddy energy of Capricorn, I think, but we don't really acknowledge the mama energy of Capricorn and it runs deep. And it is that mama who always has the snacks, who keeps us on track and on time so that we can get to soccer practice. Okay. Like it is the energy that says, oh, you fell down. I have the first aid kit. You're fine. I got you. You know, it's the one that teaches us how to fly out of the nest. And so I just like, I'm like, okay, I see you. That's here. All these things that are coming up, I know how to hold space for it. I'm going to, I get to, I will be able to build the structure. I have everything I need to build the home. I'm going to be okay. So without like going into deep detail, like that is my reflection of Sagittarius season. I guess like mostly my reflection was like the lessons of Sagittarius season. If I want to go into just some of the details, just to let you guys in on like my life in my digital marketing business, I am currently as a recording this from December 12th to December 23rd. I am running what I call the 12 Days of Christmas Business Growth Advent Calendar. And it's my way of giving back to my community, the peers that I have found in this solo entrepreneur journey, the people who allowed me to reach out to them in their DMs and we were able to start a conversation and build a relationship. And I was like, you do what I do and I need to know more people who do what I do and I want to talk to you. Uh, the people who were like, yes, <laughs> you know, the people who saw me as I was building this business and said, you know what, I see what you're doing here and I want to support you. Come teach in my course, you know, come and speak to my community. Like those people who have given me so much, I see this as like an opportunity to give back to them. So I've rounded up a lot of them and I've been releasing these amazing interviews that are blowing me away. My own kind of business time capsule. This is the time where I get to share it with the world. And so I've been doing that and having interviews every single day. And then forgetting that we have to podcast. <laughs> and so having to switch up all the schedules and then having these awesome moments where I get to podcast and then also producing because another side of my life is that I am a burlesque dancer. I do pole. I just love to move my body. Um, another Sagittarius thing, I think, you know, another energy from Sagittarius is just loving to use these legs. And um, I am producing a burlesque show and I'm also now producing a pole show. And it's great because the Libra in me gets to do this and partner up with people. And I'm so excited about that. And also it's another thing on my calendar. So this whole season has also been like, okay, yeah, I can be there for that. Yeah, I have time. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't do that this day, but all my weekends are free or, oh, now my weekends aren't free. Never mind. Can I put you here? You know, so that is what the plate spinning really looks like if we dive deep. Yeah. So practical reflection and then also the lessons. I've given you all of it, Jubilee. <laughs> what do you have for me? <laughs> oh my gosh. So much. I... <laughs> would really love to mirror what I'm hearing in a lot of what you're saying is the difference between 
bouncing between our archetypes in a reactive way or even having them a bit compartmentalized of like, oh, right now I'm running, so I'm in Sagittarius energy and that's all I can do. And or being bounced over to Libra and feeling kind of stuck in the energy of needing to balance and accommodate for other people or bouncing up to that Virgo and being like, I must remain dedicated and devoted and I need to go move my body somewhere. I also think pole is connected to your Virgo. But one of the things that I feel like I'm hearing you say, and you tell me if this fits for you, is that at this point in your life, you keep access to all of them simultaneously, that you have the Virgo dedication and detail-oriented gathering of community to help sustain that Sagittarius run and energy and at the same time are really pulling on this Libra's ability to have those one-on-one conversations and gather all of your partnerships so that you can do the Sagittarius leading and teaching. And I think what I'm just really seeing and delighting in is that what you are expressing feels like the articulation of integration rather than being forced between parts of yourself or those parts of self not being in conversation or being in conflict is it's really your internal cosmic collective coming together to cheer you on in this endeavor and to lend you all of their strengths and all of those parts of you sharing and lending those strengths. So how does that fit? Yeah, I absolutely hear that. And it's so, uh, thank you for bringing up the Virgo energy, actually, because it does make me think about, and speaking of how signs weave together, I was thinking back to what I said about Capricorn. And I'm like, oh, you know, some of that is also Virgo. And the earth signs tend to weave into each other in a certain way, which I don't want to get into right now, my theory around that, but we'll talk about it later. It, it's something where I also kind of think about the practical side of Capricorn, which I think is also part of what's coming in this next season and how, like, you're right, like, as all of these different energies have come up, what I see is actually, like, the reflection of it in the parts of me that are like, okay, like, well, now we get to see which aspect of each one is going to be most useful. So Another thing that came up with Capricorn energy was like the money aspect of things, which is a trigger for a lot of people. And it's a lot for a lot of people. But I feel like when I see it from the Capricorn reflection, at least in the people that are mirrored to me in the world, I'm like, oh, like you're actually really great with money. Like you're really great at like building the buckets for your money. And like you, you know, just I don't know. This is what I see on the outside. So I could be wrong. But it makes me think about my Capricorn piece and how all those other like kind of reflections you were just mentioning of the different parts of myself. I also have to give credit to how my money management in my Capricorn side of my chart. And I feel like you're looking at my chart to see like what's happening there. But like, um, <laughs> so we're going to see, we're going to see. But like, 
It seems like that's another thing that kind of needed to speak with all the other council and be like, this is also a big part where you've learned a lot. Because that's where a lot of the trauma is rooted, is in that kind of like Capricorn energy of like, yes, it's home insecurity, but how do we get that in our modern world right now? It's money. And money is very Capricornian. And it's one of those things that I just feel like, okay, yeah, you know, okay, it's money. But it's also so many other things. But then the Capricorn is like, but it's also money. You know, it's so like, <laughs> so you have to look at it. You know, you have to look at it. And this trauma that's coming up, I'm triggering everyone else to bring up this trauma because I actually want them to bring you to me. <laughs> and in Capricorn season, we're going to look at it, you know? So something that Jubilee had said, I can't remember if we were recording now or not. I think we said this before we started recording, but you were like, so how does it feel to be kind of just in this place where you're like, I think you said something about giving away so much. And the reason why I'm getting kind of confused is because this wasn't the first time I heard this today. I was listening to another astrology podcast before we hopped on and I heard it again. And I was like, okay, the first time I feel like it hit me in the face. <laughs> and then the second time I'm like, oh, okay. Not, a, not as intense, but you also kind of hit me. It hit me in my chest. And I'm like, all right, yes, yes. I'm giving a lot away. <laughs> yes, you know, like. I ran so fast and I started to give away the resources I thought I was collecting. And so what's nice is that as we go from that Sagittarius energy into Capricorn, during Capricorn, I feel like I'm going to be able to kind of pause and, and be like, okay, wait, hang on. How am I getting paid though? What structures am I building? How am I setting myself up for the future? Are my finances in check? You know, like that that side of Capricorn that exists too. And that has also grown within me. Oh, okay. You were right. I was side-eyeing your chart in a loving way. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the interesting things in what you're articulating of this kind of loss of mother and this need to become the parent for yourself is that you have north and south node on the capricorn cancer axis and so capricorn is your north node and cancer is your south node and the thinking in particularly evolutionary astrology around the north and south nodes of the moon are that your south node reflects like past lessons. So that might be past life lessons. It might be early life lessons where you have already moved through and sometimes been challenged by the energy of that sign. And it's not your place of cultivation in this life necessarily. The place of cultivation is your North Node. And your North Node is really interesting in that it's not a destination. It's more of a star that you are orienting by. And so to have your North Node, not only in Capricorn, but it is at the same degree as your Neptune. 
and your Neptune is often your source of inspiration and dreaming. And so having Neptune and Capricorn, which I also have, is because it's more of a generational planet and then it moves slower, is that the way that you dream is very big and also you are growing into how do you do that in a sustainable and in some ways practical way. And one of the really interesting things that I'm hearing and what you're talking about is there's this way that I think money has come to be symbolic of resources in our world. And it's our promissory notes between each other. It's our in the future, you'll be able to trade. I will trade you your time for this promissory note that in the future you'll get to trade for all the other things and resources that you need. And I think Capricorn does have a level of determination and awareness that means that they can move with that energetic resource in, in a particular way. And one of the things I love about what you've done in Sagittarius season is that you have gathered resources and shared resources and cultivated resources that don't fit easily into that model. They exist parallel and in some ways outside of like, how do you quantify the value of us getting to have this conversation? There's so many resources that we both gather from these experiences that would not fit neatly into the economics and numbers. And so as you are dreaming, right, you have this capacity and this almost call, this North Node call to be a practical dreamer and to imagine a future that is sustainable and full of resources mm -hmm. for not just yourself, but others. So I hear you in the like question mark of like, I've ran through Sagittarius doing my Jupiter abundance. You get a resource, you get a resource. <laughs> like I'm good. <laughs> and that there's a space too of that slowing down practical dreaming resource tending gathering but i have a suspicion that there will always be this expansiveness to the way that you dream and share that won't totally make sense in the context of purely numbers and purely capitalism mm -hmm. because capitalism doesn't mm -hmm. truly account for so many of the resources that are really required for humans to thrive mm -hmm. right like it can't truly buy you compassion mm -hmm. it can't truly buy you understanding and care like yes you could go to a therapist and trade their time for your resources but that care from that therapist comes from something inside them mm -hmm. that has devoted themselves to this effort to walk alongside people because you you can tell when that's not sincere like it has to be a sincere endeavor for counseling, I think, to truly nourish um, or any version of 
of growth and healing modalities as well. So yeah, yeah, I just love so much what you have done and created. And I see the practical piece and that big dreamer piece. And I would love to hear your reflections about what it means to have North Node and Neptune at the exact same degree. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly didn't know that really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here kind of like astrology semi-light. So <laughs> I, I have not necessarily dove into the degrees as much. I know about deacons and that's like about as far as it goes. But yeah, makes all the sense in the world. And when you said it, I kind of forgot about my North and South node. And um, if you could have seen me at this moment of like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> right okay yeah and you know so we're not necessarily like all about a predictive astrology here but I would definitely say that looking at that and looking back at my life oh yeah it definitely predicted the journey that I've been on and that's one of the reasons I love astrology because it does kind of put into perspective some things for me and it's like it's almost like when you're going through trauma I don't know, probably not everyone does this. Something that I've noticed that I do is that I'm, I kind of gaslight myself about the intensity of the situation because it's a protection mechanism. It helps me move through it. So it's a good thing in the moment, but because sometimes I don't pause to look back, I don't realize, you know, just how deep some of those things really were. So like astrology kind of allows me to do that. It's like, oh yeah, yes, this is Capricorn and Cancer, but this is also like North Node where you're traveling and the Rocky Mountains you're going to have to traverse through versus Cancer South Node, cushy, super sweet, cuddle puddle. Everyone loves you. You've got your family here. You know, it's just like... Totally different. Totally different. Talk about the hero's journey. Yeah, it's built in there for sure. So hearing that, I'm like, yeah. And then also just the Neptune piece. Thank you. I just like, as you were talking, I'm thinking about all of our listeners who are probably running to their charts to see like, do I have that? <laughs> you know, do I have a Neptune in Capricorn? That sounds really familiar. I just want to like nod to you. I hear you. I feel you. What's up? <laughs> yes, we're big dreamers. And no, we don't have to stop. <laughs> no, we don't have to stop because I can tell you that like, I've always, yes, I've always been a big dreamer and there are so many dreams. I've made vision boards. I've made lists. And at this point, it's like, I know that I can achieve those dreams. And that's the whole reason why I keep going. I think that's what actually fuels that Capricorn energy even more because, you know, I got to take it step by step, but I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to go down the mountain. If I have the big vision come through, I'm also not just going to sit there and look at it in the distance and be like, oh, that would be nice. No, like when the vision comes through, I'm like, all right, let's go. What do we got to do? Give me a pen and a piece of paper. I will write out the map. Let's go, you know, and, and my Capricorn energy, I think that Capricorn North node comes in and is like, yes. And here's also the spreadsheet and the bill that you need to pay that will help you keep getting there. 
So yeah, don't forget that. You gotta put gas so, in the tank yeah. if you're gonna. You gotta put gas in the tank. <laughs> what? How are you gonna? You gotta feed yourself. How are you gonna get there if you can't eat? <laughs> if you don't have any gas, what, what are we gonna, gonna do? do? You know. Well, I guess we'll see because yeah. we are wrapping we'll up Sagittarius, and I'm really intri- intrigued to see how our gentle projections into Capricorn actually come to fruition and how the seed that is this podcast keeps growing and how we tend it differently in Capricorn as it gets established rather than its fiery start in Sagittarius, mm-hmm. how we tend that spark because this has been just my favorite spark. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you, <laughs> Jubilee. Really? <laughs> And I know I sound really enthusiastic, but there, I really am. I mean it because I just, I was listening to our podcast yesterday as I was doing deliveries. I do uh, Uber and DoorDash deliveries. And I was just like, there were moments where I forgot that it was us. I was like, I am so into this. I love this. It's so good. What are they going to say next? Oh, wait. I said that, you know, like, like, wait, we actually have this conversation. I should know what's coming, but it was so good. And, you know, we're both so far removed from when we actually recorded because we batch our episodes that like that time capsule, you know, we actually get to go back and hear it. And it's my dream come true. I had a big vision of this. And now it is happening. So proof <laughs> that if you take the steps towards the big vision, you will get that. <laughs> you know. So speaking of dreams and sparks and their collective tending, we have some lovely reviews from people that we want to share because they meant so much to us in the course of this very vulnerable and wonderful endeavor of sharing our conversations with you. So We have one from Jenna that says, snuggle up by the fireside with your snacks while you listen to my friend Jubilee and co-host CJ on this brand new astrology podcast. And then we also have one from Jordan that says, new podcast just dropped. My friend CJ co-hosts with Jubilee and it's so cozy, like eavesdropping on a conversation between friends. We are so glad that you cozied up with a cup of whatever your favorite beverage was and sat beside the proverbial fireside with us, the starry star fire that we are cultivating. It means everything. The whole point of this is to include more of you and to develop this greater, more elaborate, more creative vision of what astrology can be. So that's made possible because of you, as the poem at the end of this says. Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. And thank you for just supporting our vision. Yeah. If you would like to interact with our episodes, you can go to Spotify and you'll actually see that each episode has a special question for you to answer. So, I just kind of threw this together when I was uploading our first episode. I saw that we had the option to actually change our questions and I wanted to switch it up. You know, a lot of podcasts will just ask you, what did you think of the episode? But I wanted to give you guys all an opportunity to be part of the conversation. So 
you can go over there and see the current question for the episodes. It's a great way to interact. If you want to share, we invite you to share with your community, your timekeepers, and you can also leave a review. We would love to hear, you know, how you felt about the podcast, how you're feeling about it, how it's going, and even more of those beautiful reviews that we shared. We're so happy to hear all of your words, just as much as we're happy to share ours. And you can follow the podcast at Mini Myth Astrology on Instagram. And from there, funnel through and learn even more about Jubilee's new offerings as she transitions even deeper into the world of being an astrologer. And yeah, stay connected. Thank you so much for just opening up with me, Jubilee, and and with all of us and holding space with me as we reflect on this past Sagittarius season. And I'm really looking forward to moving into Capricorn season with you. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for all of the mountains we're going to climb together. Have a beautiful day, everybody. We are a love affair of earth and sky, you and I. We share the planets, the stars, the tides. We learned her faces and phases from the places we grew. And together, weave meaning from these differing views to know her anew. Thank you for gathering round this fire with us to hold this ancient love renewed, a story made more complete because of you.